Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. Good morning, warriors. Time to start your day. I'm your host, Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a wisdom sharing platform for all people impacted by an eating disorder. Recovery Warriors provides resources and support to heal your relationship to food, body, mind, and soul. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it is worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today we are covering a question that has to do with post-binge eating. What do you do after you have a binge? You'll be feeling emotional turmoil, physical discomfort, and just discouragement. So having an actual plan or knowing what to do next can be really, really helpful. Our featured wisdom sharing for this episode comes from my go-to binge eating specialist, Leora Fulvio. Not only does she have personal experience of recovering from binge eating disorder, but she's been helping people recover for nearly two decades through her private practice, her online program called Stop Binge Eating for Good, and her book, Reclaiming Yourself from Binge Eating. And it was just a few shows back that Leora and I were having a conversation on what is behind binge eating, like what are the reasons someone binges. So I recommend you check out her previous show on why you binge eat and how to stop. It's there in your feed, and I'll also link it up there in the episode notes for you. Now, in that particular episode, we focused on the bigger picture of the binge eating cycle. Today, we're going to get a little more granular into what to do after you binge. So Leora is back to share some actionable things you can do in the short term after you've experienced a binge. Now, after you listen to this show, I encourage you to read more about this topic at recoverywarriors.com. Every podcast episode we have has an in-depth article with other suggested reading. And to access the show notes page for this show and any other related reading, all links you need are accessible in the episode notes in your podcast player. I'm really excited to get into this. Thank you, Leora, for being here today to answer the question, so I binged, now what? Thank you. Interestingly, right before we got down to record, you told me that you have an article on your website that gets a ton of traffic for this exact same question. So woo, what do you know? Let's talk about what to do after a binge. It's such a hard thing, right? People binge and they wake up the next morning and they're like, what do I do now? How do I stop this? What, what diet do I go on? So I, the first thing is take a breath. <laughs> it's okay. Forgive yourself. You have nothing to be angry at yourself for. What you did was a very human thing that we're making a podcast about. So clearly, (laughs) it happens to everybody at some point. So the very first thing is to forgive yourself, give yourself a little grace, and know that it will be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Now, the first thing people's first impulse after a binge is to compensate for it. So that could be either through over-exercise or restricting 
or using certain, I don't want to say what, but things to make them purge or get rid of food in some ways. And when you try to compensate for a binge, you stay in it. You don't undo it. You stay in it. You stay in the cycle. So saying that is in the past and now I am going forward. And remember that your body is a wise creature. It is a wise organism and it wants to maintain the homeostasis. So when you eat more than your body needs, your body will often do what it needs to do to maintain that homeostasis. And now if that means your metabolism speeding up, that's what it means. And people think that they're going to gain a whole lot of weight from a binge. And that that's not a real thing. Your Your body is your body and it will do what it needs to do for the most part to maintain the homeostasis if you treat it with respect and love. So you don't need to, nor should you do anything to compensate for that binge. So forgiving yourself is number one, not compensating for it in any way and taking a breath and saying, how can I go forward? So possibly taking yourself out on a little date, going out for a walk, moving your body. I think moving your body is always a good thing if you can. And and I don't mean going and exercising to compensate. I mean like going for a walk and getting outside of your house and getting outside of your head, feeling the, the air on your skin, seeing the sights, seeing other people, not isolating because there's so much in eating disorders that cause isolation. So getting out of your environment and moving your body is also a way of getting out of the binge because the binge wants to continue. It wants to stick around and enjoy the after party and keep you in that binge. So the next thing you want to do is make sure that you decide to stop. Say, I'm not going to binge anymore. This is done. Just because I binged yesterday doesn't mean I need to binge today. It also doesn't mean that I need to restrict today. So making sure that you feed your body, you're not restricting, you're not eating a minimal amount, you are getting back to your food plan if you have one, or getting back to a normal way of eating. If you're super full and uncomfortable, then eat early in the morning. So it's okay to eat light, have a little bit of fruit, have some tea, have something that is not going to upset your stomach and move your body. And then by lunchtime, have your normal lunch. So I say being gentle with yourself saying, okay, this, a lot of people don't really feel very well after they binge. So what I want to say is treat yourself with love and kindness and respect. You binged because you were needing something. You were not needing punishment. So the last thing you want to do is punish yourself for a binge. You want to honor whatever needs you had or desires that you had that caused that binge in the first place. So self-compassion. Wow, that was really hard. I had a bad night with food 
And now I feel bad. Now I feel uncomfortable. I have shame. I have sadness. Physically, I don't feel good. And I really deserve to be treated with love and respect, most of all by myself right now, because I feel terrible. Yeah. Again, just be like compassionate with yourself. I think it's really important to think about yourself the way you would think about your best friend if he or she called you up and said, I had a really bad night with food. I need to get out of my house. I need your support. Do you hate me? And say, what? Do I hate you because you binged? Of course not. I love you. Come over here. I'm going to give you a hug. Let's go for a walk. Let's go see a movie. Let's relax. Let's be kind to ourselves. And that's how you have to treat yourself with love and respect and kindness. And then just move forward in your recovery. You can't be black and white in your recovery, meaning that you have to expect that there's going to be peaks and valleys. Recovery is not linear. You can't heal your eating disorder with the same poison that fueled it meaning the black and white Mm -hmm. thinking. So when you binge, you treat yourself with love, you treat yourself with respect, you tell yourself that you have made progress because you hadn't binged in a certain amount of time or you're treating yourself with respect today or however you can find that progress because it's in the progress where the growth happens the black and white thinking, the never binging again, that's not a thing. That doesn't happen. That's just not what recovery is like. That is diet culture, diet mentality, and it's a myth, as we know. I always like to say you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself that you love, right? You can't like hate yourself. Like, so that poison, what you're saying, like we think like, oh, I'm going to beat myself up and be critical and that's going to get me, like put me into shape and then I'll love myself. And it's it's like, nope, that's not how it works. Like you have to really find that self-compassion, that kindness, that gentleness, that so you're saying how you treat a friend and really be there for yourself in that moment of suffering, in that setback, and then moving forward from there. You have to. Yeah. You deserve love and respect no matter what. Because I often find when I like think back to the times when I would binge, you know, after, especially during the holidays, it'd be much more, I mean, it was year round actually, (laughs) but the holidays could often be like a really time where I felt like it was happening more frequently, or there's maybe just more abundance of foods to, to binge on and triggers and stressors. And this idea of how you're saying wanting to compensate the morning after it'd be like, I'd want to go straight into solution mode. Like I need to solve that problem that just happened and that I created and it it would always then lead to what can I do? What can I control like in terms of my food or my exercise? And it really what I did need at that moment was to kind of just relax and be there for myself. Yes. Just think about how much better we would be as a society if everybody had compassion for themselves and for others. Everything would just feel different. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. be hating ourselves so much all the time because we were worried about other people hating us. Right. And like (laughs) forcing ourselves to look a certain way because we wanted to be 
quote unquote, better for other people, because we would know that everybody, including ourselves, was kind and gentle and loved us no matter what. So Mm. fear, judgment, all of those things, they hurt us. They hurt ourselves and they hurt others. Kindness, as much kindness as you can find or create. Yeah. You know, if you're somebody who struggled with an eating disorder for years, that kind voice takes time to nurture and develop and really hear it because the eating disorder voice can be so strong and so critical and abusive and punitive and just starting to let that gentle, loving, kind voice come in to to be there for you and to hold space for you. And then from there, I find the solutions start to arise from a place of expansiveness, not restriction and contraction. Yes. When you say that, I think about the fact that a lot of my clients got puppies during COVID and I saw so much recovery when people brought these little lovable, loving beings into their lives. And I think it was giving and receiving unconditional love without judgment. There's also oxytocin, right? That that the love hormone that shows up when you have a new puppy or a new love and really helps you love yourself more as well. And mm. it's self-love and and giving love to others if you're not feeling like you can love yourself in that moment. So calling somebody who you love to just hear their voice and and give them the love and support that you might not be able to give yourself in that moment and then feeling it come back to you. Mm, Yeah. I love how you bring up puppies because I think about too when, so I binge, now what, right? That can be where you feel like, okay, I fell down or like a puppy is getting potty trained and you don't just expect this puppy to know how to do it perfectly and just never make a, a mistake or like an accident in the house. And you're not gonna say, what's wrong with you? Like, how could you do this again? And back to square one. Like, why even bother? You know, you're never going to be able to be potty trained or you can't do this. You'll never be able to do this, right? That's kind of that really harsh, critical voice. And the puppy, if you do that, is just going to fill with shame. The puppy's going to be like, what am I doing wrong? And when you can turn to the puppy with gentleness, just openness that it will eventually learn with your, you know, with your help, with your support. And essentially that's the same kind of energy to bring to your own self as you're breaking these patterns. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. When I think about it that way, I usually think about children and like potty training kids or like kids learning yeah. how, to, how to walk. We don't, we shouldn't yell at our children when they're trying to learn a new skill. And we shouldn't yell at ourselves when we're trying to learn a new skill. And recovery is a skill. It's a it's yeah. a learning process. And like you never go like, yes, the child took its like first step, for example, like when it's just learning to walk. It's not like it doesn't fall again. It's not like the child just like walks all of a sudden spontaneously and just never falls again. Like, so to have that expectation on self that you're never going to fall, like we as adults still fall sometimes. <laughs> We're not even in our diapers anymore, you know? So yeah. it's like to have that expectation that you're not going to have a slip or a setback or a fall is 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 really just unrealistic. And so to embrace the reality that 
that it's okay and that's part of the process and you learn and you grow and you you keep improving. Right. And then eventually you're walking. Like that's the thing. You don't pinpoint a date. Like you don't know the exact date. Like I don't know the last date of my last binge. I just don't have that documented. Right. It doesn't have, you don't have to think of it as a failure. You can think of it as an opportunity for learning. What happened here? Okay, this happened. Why do I think this happened? What was my trigger? Where did it start? What could I have done differently? Now that I know, how can I prepare for this in the future? So having it be a teachable moment for yourself and saying, oh, great, this is actually an opportunity for me to understand my triggers more. Hmm, I love it. So just to kind of review here, first and foremost, you binge, give yourself loving kindness, forgiveness, don't turn to any type of compensations, look at how you can go forward, take the lesson, extract that from this experience and use that as as fuel for your growth. Yes. Yes. No no next day juice fasts. <laughs> nope. Just gets you right back into the cycle. Right. And <laughs> you, you, you just stay in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing this, Leora. I think these are exactly the things that I, I found helped me stop binge eating and I'm sure has helped so many of your clients and, and yourself. So definitely comes from personal experience and a lot of professional experience. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. It's so nice. It's always nice to talk to you. It's always fun. How can all the warriors stay in touch with you and get to know more about your work? Uh, they can find me at bingeeatingtherapy.com. All right. You have so many resources there. An amazing hypnotherapist in addition to psychotherapist. Thank you. They can also read my book, which is available on Amazon. It's Reclaiming Yourself from Binge Eating, A Step-by-Step Guide to Healing. And there's an audible version too. <laughs> Ooh, and there's a workbook. I have both of them. And there's a workbook. Yes. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing these tips on how to get back up after, after a binge and uh, keep moving forward. Thank you. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion like the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this warrior. Warrior.